0: Welcome to the Strategic Leader Podcast with me, Gemma Bullivant, and my co-host, Fiona Craig. This podcast is for HR professionals and people-focused leaders from any function who want to think, act, and feel naturally more strategic. Enjoy the show. Hi, welcome back, and hi, Fiona.
1: Hi, Gem. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well, thank you. Now, we've had some really good conversations so far about strategy and being strategic. And I know that actually being strategic not only involves us understanding the concept of it and the theory behind it and some of the principles, but really what's helpful is for us to have something tangible, practical, a model that we can use to help us to be strategic. And I know you've got just the model. I think you've got several. And we'll, I have several,
1: but we're, yeah. we'll talk about one
0: today. <laughs> <laughs> so I think today what we'd love to do is talk through one of those models to share a ways in which we can use this approach to take a more strategic approach to whatever it is
1: that is on our task list. Absolutely. this is This is a tool for your strategic toolkit, and it's available to anybody. And I think we've we've spoken before about the fact that sometimes we look at people who are a kind of a model of strategic thinking and think, oh, they must be really clever. And actually, on the whole, that's not the case. Um, they may well be, but it, that kind of strategic, uh, impressing people with your strategic ability is a lot easier. When you use models, they help you to structure what you're talking about, They help you to structure what you're writing about. They help to structure conversations. They help to structure projects. So the more models you can have in your toolkit, the better. And we may well talk about absolutely loads. Over the course of this podcast, you can Google strategic models and a whole load will come up. But this one is is just one. It's not the only one. There's loads. Um, But I quite like it because it is really flexible. You can use it for all kinds of different things. Tell us a little bit about this model then. What's, what, yes. what, what, what does it look like? Well, it looks like, it looks like a pie. I mean, I like anything that looks like food. It looks like a pie that's been sliced into four slices. So we've got four quarters. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be pie shaped. It could just be four bullet points. But there is an element of one thing coming after another. So we want to have it kind of going clockwise and working your way around the model. That's part of the joy of this model is that it does go in a very specific order. Um, and its power lies in doing the right things in the right order.
0: And we're going to include the model in the show notes, aren't we? So that we we can share the principles of it.
1: Absolutely. I mean, this is, you know, it's all very well me describing a pie to you, but if you can see it, uh, it's going to be a whole lot easier. So yeah, click on the show notes and have, a, have this in front of you as we talk it through. It's not very complex. You will be able to figure it out. But if you imagine a circle that's split into four, and we're going to start at the top left. It's called four P's. And the four P's are purpose, pursuit process, and people. So those are our four P's and effectively, that's it. So let's just give you a bit more context into how this works. Starting with purpose. The purpose is why are we here? What are we trying to achieve? And when you are starting to think strategically, we've talked previously about a sense of perspective, a kind of zooming out and looking at the big picture, looking at the the long-term, looking at the broad perspective. And purpose here is absolutely in that space. What are we trying to achieve? So this might be if I'm trying to write a document on something or I'm trying to put a presentation together or even I'm trying to work out how to explain something to somebody in a meeting, an idea that I've got. We need to start with... With what is the purpose? What am I trying to achieve here? What's what's the big picture? What are we aiming for? So we start with purpose. Why are we here? And at, a, at an incredibly high strategic level, it might be what is this organisation here to do? Conversely, in a um, uh, at the opposite end of the spectrum, if you're hosting a meeting you still got a, what what are we in this room for half an hour to do? So the purpose of anything can stretch right up to very, very big thinking, or it can be reduced right down to, I've got a report to write or I've got a meeting to run. So we start with purpose. Why are we here? What are we here to do? We need that because we need to figure out at the end of the meeting or the end of the document or the end of the conversation, have we done it? we won't know whether we finish unless we ask ourselves the question at the beginning, what are we trying to achieve? So the first P is purpose. What is the purpose of this thing that I'm about to do? The second quarter that we come to is another P, which is pursuit. I mean, one thing you'll notice about lots of models is that they often are, um, they'll start with the same letter or they're very kind of neat. And often what you find is one of the elements in it doesn't doesn't the word isn't quite right, and I think the word isn't quite right here for pursuit because that seems a bit of an odd word, pursuit. But it begins with a P, and they all need to start with a P. So let's uh, let's stick with that. Pursuit is where are we going to? What are we pursuing? I suppose is probably a better a better word there. Where are we trying to get to? So again, if it's this meeting, what are we trying to do in the course of the next hour? Where where do we want to get to? where is our goal? So this is where goals and objectives live. What are we aiming for at a slightly more constructive level than just why are we here? It's Where where do we need to get to? So there's a journey from why are we here to where do we want to get to? So that Mm -hmm. takes purpose to pursuit. The third element, working our way around the circle, is process. So therefore, if we've worked out what we're here to do and where we're trying to get to, then the next question becomes, what do we therefore need to do? So in this meeting, therefore, what do we need to do to achieve our goal? And the really interesting thing about this model is that we often start with process. We often start in the wrong place. If we start, and we'll we'll come back to talking about what it means if we start in the wrong place and what generally happens. Essentially, if we start with process without starting with purpose and pursuit, we end up thinking really tactically. It's those first two quarters help us think really strategically so let's bear that in mind if we look at our purpose first what why are we here and our pursuit where do we need to get to and then go okay therefore what is the process we need to follow that will anchor the process much more strategically rather than just oh well we could do anything we could do a or we could do b or we could do c
0: yeah because I, i what that's making me think about is that the process is whatever the process is and you can refine a process but if it isn't actually getting you to the goal it yeah. could be the best process in the world in and of its own right of being a process but it isn't necessarily the right process to achieve That's the it. outcome that
1: you're seeking to achieve absolutely and i think one of the one of the big challenges around being strategic is that you may feel like you've got lots of great ideas but if those ideas aren't rooted in achieving a bigger goal then they're just going to remain good ideas that are tactical and they don't ladder mm-hmm. up to something that's strategic. So it's it's not about the quality of the ideas per se, or the quality of the process per se. It's about does that process get us to the goal? And the goal is driven by the reason why we're here. So it's really important that we start with purpose, we move on to pursuit, and then we tackle process, which is what what do we need to do?
0: And would it be fair to say that the purpose is also connected to the business objective, the business purpose or the the goal that needs to be achieved that meets other objectives, not just an objective
1: to do with, say, the people function on its own? It could yes, it could be anything. and thinking really strategically, that's exactly where it would come from. I've, i'll I'll go through the fourth p and then we will mm. apply this to an example. So we've got purpose pursuit process. The fourth p is is people, and this encourages us to think about, okay, who is affected? by this piece of work that we're doing, who is affected by this project, who is affected by this decision or by this recommendation, whatever it is we might be working on. And this encourages us to think systemically. Systemically basically means thinking about all the parts in a system. Companies of any size are basically systems. Uh, One thing affects the next thing, which affects the next thing, which affects the first thing. Everything is connected and and moves and has an impact on everything else. And the general principle with systems is that when you change one part of a system, all the other parts of a system are affected in some way and they need to adapt. What we often forget to do when we're thinking strategically is thinking, okay, how does this action affect the other parts of the system? So, When we say people, we're thinking about who does this affect and who do we need to take on this journey? People also include stakeholders. Who needs to buy into this strategic piece of work or this project or this decision? Who needs to be involved? Who needs to be included? Who needs to be inspired or motivated? Who is affected? Who's going to help me? So it encourages us to think more broadly than just the problem itself to think about, okay, how does this affect all the other people in this organization? How does it affect the other people in my team? How does it affect the stakeholders, the shareholders, the customers, if we want to take it right up to that major strategic level? So four, four Ps, purpose, pursuit, process, and people. So how about we pick an example of how this can work? Real life example, let's say. Well, let me just reflect back a little bit on that
0: first because I think what what I like about the sound of this model is it connects back into some of those foundational principles we actually covered in episode one of wow. this podcast. I, mm, I know. which um, we, w- Where we've talked about the three key principles of being strategic, being uh, future-focused, considering the breadth and impact, and purpose, three cornerstones, if you like, of that whole idea of being strategic. And this model, to me, with the purpose and the pursuit, sort of filling the, filling the boots of answering those kind of, you know, why are we doing this and what specifically are we here to achieve is that pursuit is then kind of enabled by some of the by the other two, which is people and process. So, what we're starting to translate that that vision into an actionable strategy yes. that enables you to then move into a pure action plan as a result of this of this strategy. Would that be a
1: fair interpretation? I think that's a really that's a really good way of thinking it. The the pursuit, i.e. where are we trying to get to, is very much focused, uh, future focused, which is mm. what we want the future to look like. Mm. Uh, the uh, breadth is very much thinking about the system, the other people, the people that are affected. So not just me, not just my team, but the other parts of the business or, or or the stakeholders or the customers or who else. That that gives us the breadth. How does it kind of spread out across across the business? And purpose obviously is is very much where we where we start, which is what, you know, why are we even here? Yeah. So it works, it absolutely works really well. And it stops us from just coming out with a list of random actions to do. It keeps yes. keeps our list of things that we're going to do very much in the strategic space it does and similarly
0: it gives us some tangible steps to actually start to articulate how we might apply that strategy because I I often come across this where well it's all very well creating this glossy strategy document but it needs to also deliver something and I'm not sure how to connect between the the glossy and the action plan so sometimes we fall into the trap of creating an action plan and thinking that's a strategy which we know isn't the case yes but sometimes we might fall into the trap of creating the glossy clever
1: and failing to translate that into a really and yes yeah not
0: creating enough of a bridge into how that can start to be enabled and and action so i quite like I, I feel like that's got there's a bit of a bridge in this there in this model there that allows us to step into that space. Great. So let's go let's go into that practical and tangible application then.
1: So let's let's think about an organization. Let's think about within an HR strategic environment. If we start with purpose, which is effectively, why are we here as an organisation? What are we here to do? Or as an HR function, what are we here to do? And you might have a very high level strategy, which might be something like creating a diverse and inclusive workforce, for example, that might be our stated strategy. And we may have taken, uh, you know, might have taken quite a lot of work to get to that point. But let's assume that does exist. Um, We're starting with that in our head on our piece of paper, because that is the reason why we're here and everything that we then come up with following this, we have to measure back against that. Is, is whatever we're doing helping us to create that diverse and inclusive workforce? then we might move on to pursuit, which is where are we trying to get to within this space? So this is where we get into slightly more specific goals, objectives, targets, OKRs, KPIs, they may all sit in this space of pursuit, which is where are we trying to get to? So this might be things like we want to increase diversity in our leadership role by 25% over the next two years, for example. As part of our strategy, we we have a, a broad piece of work around, yeah increasing diversity in leadership by however much over however much amount of time or something like improving employee engagement scores by a certain percent say so these are this is where we want to get to in pursuit of our overall goal of a diverse and inclusive workforce we know that we specifically want to get to uh, a different level of diversity and leadership roles
0: Okay, so that that makes sense. So what that's doing is it's giving us some targets and giving us, as you say, the pursuit,
1: but it's not telling us how. Um, It's only when we get to process that we start working out, okay, how are we going to do that? So for example, how are we going to increase diversity and leadership by 25%? How are we going to do that? And that's when you get to action steps such as, for example, in this example, we might have things like we're going to introduce unconscious bias training, or we might be uh, eliminating gendered language from job descriptions, or we might be introducing mentorship programs, or anonymizing um, CVs, or you know any of those kinds of initiatives that are actual pieces of work. Those pieces of work we can show with those pieces of work that they ladder back up to the pursuit and up to the purpose. So if someone was to say to you, why are you introducing unconscious bias training? You could say, because it's part of it's part of our overall goal of increasing diversity and leadership. And the reason why we want to increase diversity and leadership is because we want to create a diverse and inclusive workplace where employees can thrive. So you can ladder the actions back up to the strategy quite easily. Mm. Um, So if you start with purpose and go, okay, how are you going to do that? Well, we're going to have these five major goals in place or or three, five, seven, something like that. Okay, how are you going to action those goals? Okay, we're going to action those goals by action one, action one, action two, action three. Those are the specific pieces of work that you'll probably spend most of your time working on. That's where the work lives to a certain extent. But the difference between just coming up with a list of things that we could do in HR and anchoring those to a strategic objective is starting with purpose, then moving through pursuit, and then moving through process. Then also, let's not forget people. Who is affected by this decision? Who needs to be involved in making this decision? Who needs to provide data or insight or information that will support making this decision? If we change this one thing, what are the other parts of the business that will will change again? Who needs to be on board with this? Who needs to be allies or who needs to um, be sponsors internally for this? again, we're, we're kind of broadening out each action to say who's affected by this so that we don't just suddenly introduce something. And then other parts of the business go, oh, well, we're already doing something like that you've just duplicated our effort or oh but that's in direct opposition to something else we're doing you haven't considered what else is there in the business Um, again that's that goes back to the the breadth which is how you know understanding how this single initiative fits within the business Hmm. so in relation to the diversity and inclusion example
0: what would be some of the people aspects you might consider in this model
1: you might want to talk to your existing managers you might want to talk to leaders of all the different parts of the business Mm -hmm. you you might want to talk to recruiters and understand what's what the world looks like from their perspective you might want to understand more about minority minority groups you might need to bring outside expertise in if you you don't have it you might need to understand people's perspectives from outside of the business so those are some examples of of Hmm. of that that you might need to bring in you might need key stakeholders here you might need some high profile allies or you might need the ear of some 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 section leads from elsewhere Mm. in the business to support you that that also comes under people so it's not just a question of uh of identifying the action you've got your 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 process which is okay so therefore what are we going to do? It's around thinking, okay, so to do this, what are the other, what are the bits that, that I need to support me achieving this? Yeah. Okay. That so broadens it out rather than I'm sitting here at my laptop tapping away and introducing unconscious bias training, for example, it might be that we have to check that it's suitable. It might that mm-hmm. might be that we have to check that it works, that it's even effective. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, think- that's, what, that's what takes it from just a list of actions to a strategic model.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I think diversity and inclusion is a really useful example to refer to because it is such a big topic and it is something that I think lots of organizations do grapple with because we know ethically and morally that diversity and inclusion principles are very important. But I think a lot of organizations that I work with are not that clear on exactly what aspects of diversity and inclusion they want to address in the organisation. And you've touched on a few there. Is it gender diversity? Is it ethnicity? Is it uh, neurodiversity? Is it cognitive diversity? And all of those questions. And I think diversity and inclusion is a whole other topic. But when we start thinking about the purpose are we trying to fix the world on all aspects of, of diversity and inclusion? Or are we being quite specific about the aspects that we want to focus on in order to deliver the purpose, the overall purpose statement that we've we've talked about? So in that pursuit section of the pie, it could be that we have to get really specific on which bits of the diversity and inclusion agenda we are looking to tackle and and how far.
1: It's interesting. As you were as you were speaking there, I was thinking, how often are DNI initiatives called box ticking exercises? Mm. You know, often businesses are accused of just going through the motions in this space and not anchoring it to anything strategic. And that would happen if you just went to, "Oh, we need to do something about DNI. Let's let's write a list of things that we could do." I.e., going straight to the third P, which is process. Let's mm. come up with an action plan. If that action plan isn't rooted in, why are we doing this? What are we trying to achieve overall? And effectively going backwards to start at the beginning to start with purpose. Yeah, show that we've started with purpose. It's because we're doing that stuff because we want to create a diverse and inclusive workforce where every employee can thrive. That gives us a, a really solid strategic place to, to start. And we're going to do this by support, as you say, supporting women, supporting ethnic minorities, supporting neurodiversity, for example. But we, we we can build it out from there, and then and then it stops it being a well. It's less likely to be a box ticking exercise there because it's rooted to some overarching purpose.
0: Yes, and I had a really interesting conversation with the CEO recently on this topic, and it transpired that we that we hadn't really thought through exactly what aspects of DNI we hadn't really thought through the the purpose in order to be able to articulate the pursuit to to use to use yeah. your lovely model because it was too vague in terms of what the purpose was and i asked some possibly fairly confronting questions because it is such a i guess a, a sensitive topic and something that we we know has an enormous amount of importance but one of one of the confronting questions was well do you want to be market leading in this space or do you want to be a step ahead of your clients yeah because yeah. if because the answer to that question enables us to pinpoint some of the pursuit goals in yes. the right place we're not necessarily trying to change the change the world or pioneer diversity in our particular sector if really what we want to do is just keep up with or stay slightly ahead of our clients, be able to say we're in all honesty and with all integrity to clients, we value this, this is important to us and these are the things that we do in this space without necessarily claiming to want to be
1: the world's best D&I employer. I think that's an important distinction because it almost doesn't matter what the purpose is as long hmm. as you have that in mind when you work through your pursuit and your process. Hmm. And in a way, that, you know, I started off by saying at the beginning that you can use this four P's model for big strategic thinking, which is what we've just been discussing, for example, with an um, EDI strategy. But you can also use it, you can also use it to help structure a paper that you're writing or even a two-minute talk that you're giving, an introduction or or, or trying to persuade somebody of something. And if we think about demonstrating at a small level, for anybody, demonstrating at a small level that I can communicate strategically, I can communicate my thinking. So for example, let's say I'm running a meeting. Let's say Hmm. my meeting is on where to have the Christmas party, which let's face it, is not particularly strategic. But I've got a number of people in a room and we've got 45 minutes and we need to get some stuff done. I can use this model. I can use four P's. We can start a meeting by me saying, what are we here to achieve? We are here to get to the point where we are ready to book the Christmas party, for example, that is our purpose. That's the purpose of us being in this room. Uh, where do we need to get to? We need to have a venue. We need to have a, this, we need to have a date, you know, da, da, da. that's mm. like, those are our overall goals. Okay. What's the process we're going to follow? Um, what are we going to do in this hour in order to achieve those things? So we might decide we're going to brainstorm. We might decide we're going to work silently and, and into a shared document. We might decide we're all going to shout at each other until everyone gets fed up. Um, we then identify what is the process we're going to follow. And then we're going to ask the group, OK, who else needs to be involved in this in this conversation? Um, you may decide nobody else needs to be involved. It's a fabulous surprise. But you've got to ask that question, who else needs to be involved obviously finance needs to be involved, whatever the surprise, Mm. Uh, you might need to consider, well, is this suitable for everyone? Is this activity that we're thinking of doing suitable for everyone? Um, Do we need to get the leader or the founder or somebody else on board to help sell this idea internally? So even at a very small level, you can use this model to help structure your thinking and if you were just to be talking about something at a, at a at a meeting of you if you're asked to kind of share some information or 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 the the project you're working on in front of some people rather than just going oh we did this and then we did this and then we did this and then we did this you can say well as we know the the reason why we put this piece of work in place is that this is the purpose our overall objectives for the piece of work were one, two, and three. And so the process we followed is these are our actions, so this is what we've done, tick, 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 tick. And we've engaged with these parts of the business, and we've got buy-in from that part of the business in order to do so. And just using that kind of structure for your little two-minute update, it gives you it gives you a structure to follow and it shows that you are capable of thinking more broadly than just I'm working on a project and this is what the world looks like from where where i'm sitting here at my laptop it's like it puts what i'm working on in a broader context and that demonstrates strategic thinking even at a teeny tiny level but anybody can do that i love that i really do like that
0: i like it for a number of reasons i love its simplicity the fact yeah. that it kind of helps to just organize and structure the thinking to Include the right elements to include in the thinking process. I also like the fact that when I was listening to your analogy of sorting out the Christmas party, I, thought, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I, well, I, I think it was really, I think it was ingenious because I think what it also does is it demonstrates that quite a lot of this we already instinctively do. And that we can actually translate some of the principles of what we do into bigger strategic thinking. And I love the idea of actually translating something that we're already familiar with and applying that approach and methodology to something that feels a bit beyond our reach, but actually isn't if we were to apply that model. And that's why I really like it.
1: And I've actually thought I've actually, using that example, which was literally off the top of my head. I've improved it in my head by saying, actually, if we start with what is the purpose of a Christmas party? <laughs> well, you know, the purpose isn't for everyone to get, to get drunk and embarrass themselves. Although you know, you could argue that that is one of the goals, or mm. certainly one of the deliverables. But one of the the purpose of the Christmas party is to make our team feel valued, mm. to make them celebrate the year, to uh, to recognise things that have happened. To um, Make people feel included. You know, those are the real reasons why you have, why you, why any organisation spends money on a Christmas party. So you can really ladder it back to say, okay, what is the reason we're even having a Christmas party in the first place? And if you start from that perspective of, our, oh, because we want to, re- we want to thank people and we want people to feel included, then that will definitely help shape. You know, where do we need to get to, and what what are the actions that we're, we're actually going to take?
0: That's a brilliant build. And really, really valuable insights because that whole conversation, such as a, a Christmas party, in my experience, often starts with "What did we do last year?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, and should we do that again? Yeah, was it any good or not? Oh no, I hated that. So, and you start to get into the minutiae before before yes. you've even taken a step back to ask those really important questions of what do
1: we want it to to achieve? Yeah, because I'm, yeah, you're going straight into process. Yeah. And if brilliant. you if you start with well, our purpose is to is to is to thank people for their efforts this year. For example, mm. you may find that oh, that takes you in a completely different direction. It may you may find that it takes people in the it takes you in the direction of do you know what we're not going to have a party this year? We're going to give people an extra day off, mm. or, or or you know or, or something else entirely. You know. So to recap,
0: we've got the four Ps. And you we do. start with purpose. Why are we focusing on this? Bigger picture, what are we trying to achieve with Absolutely. this particular initiative? We then move on to pursuit, which is to hone that purpose down into some specific goals, aims, objectives, some key measures that we can then go back to to see if we've achieved what it is that we set out to do in the first place. Absolutely. Absolutely. We then, and only then, only then. Yes. start looking at the process, the steps, the actions, yeah. how do we actually make that happen? Yeah. And we also consider, based on all of that, what the people impact might be in terms of who's involved, who might be affected, who needs to know, who are the stakeholders, who do we need to influence or get buy into? Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And at its most simple level, which when you look at the um, graphic, you'll see purpose is about why. Pursuit is about where. Where are we heading? Process is about the what. What are we actually going to do? And people is is who. So you can boil if you if you can't remember the four Ps, you can remember the why, where, what, who. <laughs> the four W's. <laughs> oh, W's. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it works at so many levels. <laughs> Do you what I mean about models though, you can you can use that, you know, absolutely. even once. Um, and it, it still makes sense. Well,
0: we started by saying that models help us to formulate our ideas in the right way. And I think that is an example of how it does do that. So I think that's that's a really great insight. And it helps us to feel confident and comfortable that we are actually considering the right things. And sometimes almost sort of helps to articulate some of our instinctive thinking about how what we need to do and, and by when but perhaps also puts in a few little nudges and challenges that mm, have we thought about the purpose enough ha, be, you know before we dive into the detail before we start talking about what what the Christmas party was last year we need to actually just take a step back and consider what it is that we want to achieve this year with it and what it's what its overall purpose is I think that's been a really helpful
1: conversation Great. Well, I hope everyone can put that in their strategic toolkits and use it at whatever level feels appropriate. Well, thank you very much
0: for sharing that with us, Fiona. And thanks everyone for tuning in. I hope you find it useful. Don't forget to check out the show notes to find that model and a bit of a summary of of what we've talked about as well.
1: Thanks, everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Strategic Leader. If you liked the episode, please subscribe to access more of our recordings. And if you think it'd be useful for someone else, please forward to them and leave a review. We base our content on questions we are regularly asked and what you want to know more about, so please do email us with any questions or comments to gemma at gemmabullivant.co.uk. And remember, you're already being more strategic than you realise.